You're the coolest. No, you're the coolest. No, you're the coolest. Okay, I'm the coolest. Starting this discussion uh, on the Bifrost Bridge podcast, we were looking at all of the space gems. All of the gems. See, now you got me stuck in my head. All of the infinity gems. Take two. <laughs> no, take two. Okay. <laughs> all of the infinity gems, and we're on this series that we've been talking about called The Road to Infinity War. So I'm going to uh, share some information, and then we will go from there. So before, um, before, before, this is from the comic book side, before being called the Infinity Gems, uh, they were all called Soul Gems, and they were the leftover power from one of the earliest beings of creation, and depending upon... Did you make a script? No, I just took some notes. It's a lot of information. It's a long history. It goes back to the 80s. I'm going from memory with mine. With and, and depending upon which storyline you look at, there were uh, some storylines where that being, some say committed suicide, and his power went into the gems. Others say that he took his power because he was so lonely, he just said, I'm just going to take my power and put it in the gems and disperse myself out into the universe and uh, go from there so the first gem was the space gem now there's six total the green soul gem red power gem orange time gem yellow reality gem purple space gem blue mind gem and of course the white power ranger now now that's only the colors are different in the movie, in the cinematic universe. So what's the movie colors? Are there there even significant colors in the movie? Yes, yes, they're all colors. Okay. Um, I'm doing this from memory, so the space gem is blue, the mind gem is yellow, the, uh, what is it, the reality gem is red, the power gem is purple, the time gem is green, and we haven't seen the soul gem yet, but it's, I think it's going to be orange, personally. Why orange? Orange or white? Why orange? Because orange has a... I could have swore one of them was orange. I thought the soul gem was orange. Okay. That's just a guess. Okay, cool. Well, the... uh, After that guy dispersed it, and we're going with the abridged version of history, Thanos collected them all into the Infinity Gauntlet, and he used that gauntlet to wipe out half of... I thought it was half the people on Earth. It was half the the people in the universe that he just, like... You're gone. Reality. And people just like, you're not, we'd be doing this podcast and like Corey would just disappear. And we're like, huh. I'm the one and I can't remember if it was like, we knew he disappeared and we're like, what happened? Or we just existence and we were like, okay, we just went on as if Corey never existed. Oh, wow. That would be even worse. Yeah. That's the reality gem, essentially. And I don't know how we'd get home because he's our ride. So. <laughs> My car would disappear. Yeah. Yeah, it would. Yeah. So we leaves a lot of plot holes. Yeah. But that's what he did. He just wiped out like half of uh, existence. So then later, uh, the gems fell into the hands of, and I love this part of the story. Uh, Later, the gems fell into the hands of the Illuminati. You guys know who the Illuminati is from comic books? I do. I know from pop culture, not necessarily from comics. Who's in pop culture? Jay-Z? 
He's the only one I know of pop culture. No, I just the Bavarian Illuminati and the current Illuminati. Oh, okay. the whole mythos. It's uh, yeah, I forget all the members. Really, I know wow. Doctor Strange was one. I don't know oh, you mean it was, was Namer was one. Professor Xavier was one. Namer, uh, he had the power ring. Mr. Fantastic had the reality ring. Professor X had the mind ring, which makes sense. Captain America, the time, not ring gem. I'm still thinking Power Rangers. Iron Man had the space gems. Yeah, and Doctor Strange had the soul gem. And then what happened was there was a uh, an asteroid. I did read this comic book arc. An asteroid was coming towards the Earth. And so they um, they were like, we got to bring all the gems together and we can use it to destroy the other Earth. And there was this big moral dilemma. Wait, we're going to kill billions of people so we can survive? And that was a big, like, huge thing. Wait, the Earths were going to collide? Yeah, they were going to collide. Another Earth was going to collide. And they were like, okay, the only way we can do it is to get the gems. And they went and they got the the gems. They created the gauntlet. And I think, I can't remember if it worked or not. I don't think it worked. And then the gems disappeared after they tried to use it. And Captain America had to go in the future to retrieve one or some of them from like Krang the Conqueror, Kang the Conqueror. Actually, they never heard of one. Yeah, because he doesn't get much play. <laughs> and then once he did, he brought it back and yeah, that, all, all that kind of stuff. But the Space Gem, here's what the Space Gem does. This is really cool. The Space Gem allows a user to manipulate space. So any way they want, teleportation, uh, Anywhere they can picture uh, in the universe, they can appear regardless of walls or, which is really cool, regardless of spells. Hmm. Well, a magic spell can't stop you. It's great against uh, Wanda. Um, yeah. uh, it can increase your speed so you can move through space faster. It can allow you to appear in several places at once, and it can alter the distance between objects contrary to the laws of physics. <laughs> so. That's what the Space Gem does. Now, comic-wise, yeah, where is the Space Gem? What's going on? Because that was, was you, mean, that, you mean movie-wise? Movie-wise. Was that the first one to appear? The Space Gem was the first one to appear, but we didn't know it. Okay. What did it appear in and how? So the Space Gem is the Tesseract. It was... Uh, now, I, this is what I learned doing this. I didn't know this. Um, Thank you. Thank you. It was actually brought to Midgard, which is, you know, the, the whole... Which is essentially Earth and, and everything the within that, in universe. that space. Yes, it was brought to Midgard, and apparently the ice giants actually were on Earth, and they fought, and ended up winning. For some reason, Odin brought the Tesseract to Earth, which I assume they were using it as a form of travel. So wait, Odin had the Tesseract. Odin had the Tesseract. How did he get it? That I don't know. It just says he had it. And they fought with the cross giants, and for some reason, they left it on Earth. It was left in a town called uh, Smallville. Forgive me on this <laughs> pronunciation, uh, Tonsberg, probably, which was found, which was t- which during the World War II was taken over, and by Zola and all of them. It was hiding behind a mural of Yggdrasil, which is the world tree, so essentially it seems like the Tesseract was put there and this entire battle is what formed all the Nordic culture. Well, It was taken by uh, Zola and uh, the Red Skull, and they were planning on using it as a form of constant energy. 
they were able to get constant energy from it. It never ran out of energy. It actually, in the movies, the gems have the same, pretty much the same uh, origin story. There were what six singularities in the universe, and they were focused in gems. And when it comes to what the Tesseract can do, it can do obviously the portal, but it also gives off constant energy. But and if you control that energy, then you would have constant. You never run out of energy. How does that Which, tie into like space? Because it also it, it they can use it as a portal. Just how Loki up here. Oh, okay. So um, obviously, if you watch the first Captain America movie. They eventually find the Tesseract, Red Skull touches it, and he ends up getting, honestly, we don't know, he could have been vaporized, he could have been transported, he disappears. Captain America goes down in the Arctic. Which How long ago was the first Captain America movie? That was like 2010, 11? It was something like that. It's been a while. Yeah. 10? That was one of the questions 10. that people had about uh, the... Not plot holes, but like, are they ever going to answer with the whole Marvel series movie? Like, what happened to the Red Skull? Probably not. Did he die? Was he vaporized? Well, I know Maybe what's his name. Be unlocked. When I know what's his name. The Infinity uh, Gauntlet is assembled. The actor doesn't want to play the role anymore. I know that. So, but honestly, with Red Skull, they just put the mask on him and. Hey, uh, anybody could. I mean, we wouldn't be like, that's not the same guy. I mean, right. Yeah. We even does have. I uh, obviously, if you remember in the very end of Captain America, he goes down, he takes it down, he takes the Tesseract with him, because the Tesseract is what's powering that plane, and you see it fall through. Now, uh, this is this is new. It was obviously fell to the bottom of the ocean. It was recovered by Howard Stark. It was, Howard, it was recovered by Howard Stark, which is Tony Stark's father, because he was looking for Captain America. I don't know what year he found the Tesseract, but it was obviously while he was still alive. And it was in possession of S.H.I.E.L.D. for that long. Until the very beginning of Avengers. Where they start attempting to use it as an energy source. Which is what you see why it's in the bottom. They're trying to use it as an energy source. As they were doing that, they obviously find out it can create portals as well. Loki comes through from the other side, which is an interesting way to do it. As they said, like, doors have two different ways. Without that, the Loki and his cronies that he actually uses the mind gem, which we find out later, to mind control them. That's a whole other podcast. Starts essentially taking over people's minds to help them create the ability to create a very large space portal using the energy from the Tesseract and its other abilities. Opens the portal, battle for New York happens. Now, the interesting part... I feel like I need to rewatch Avengers. Yeah, I'm not remembering. These, these have been <laughs> All these so long tents. ago. Yeah. Battlefree New, New York happens. They defeat Loki and everything. Thor takes the Tesseract back to Asgard. Hmm. Now, what's he do with it? He actually gives it to Heimdall. He gives it to Heimdall. So Heimdall is in possession. Who is Heimdall? Is Heimdall the, the, the gatekeeper? The gatekeeper. He's in possession of it. Because the Bifrost Bridge was broken. Because the what? The Bifrost Bridge was broken. The actual bridge, not the podcast. Yeah, the actual bridge was broken by Thor. So that is how 
he gets back using the space gem. So they are using they are utilizing the space gem as a form of travel. As a portal. Yes. And that's where we leave off. Okay. So we're up to speed on the space gem, which is now back on Asgard. Is back on Asgard. And it hasn't been mentioned in the series since. It hasn't. And actually, you wouldn't have was even Was that really in known. Thor 2 that that happened? That the Bifrost Bridge was, was broken? broken? That was in Thor 1. No. It, was this Thor 2? The one where his mom was killed? Spoiler alert. Yeah, I'm sorry. Unfortunately, with <laughs> our video podcast, spoiler rules are not. Yeah, we don't do spoilers. So my, uh, well, we did, other than that one, we don't do spoilers. So, yeah. Uh, and, uh, well, the, see, I, I'm pretty sure it was the first one that was broken. I don't remember. It was so long yeah. ago. It wasn't it was like so two years movies. ago or three years I can't ago. Remember it had to have been the first one because I remember in, Marvel in the second good. one, they, he was, Loki was um, sent elsewhere, wasn't he? I don't remember. I thought it was the second one with the bridge. It might have been the first one. But they have done good. They've done, was it, 12, 15? It was the first one. Movies or so? It was the first one. It was the first one. I just okay. looked it up. Right. Okay. So it was the first one that the bridge was broken. Okay. All right. Um, all right, so now here's here's my question. So it hasn't been seen since it's on Asgard, as far as we know, still. Correct. And the, one of the, I don't want to call it a plot hole, I guess problems, because they probably know and it might get answered is we have no idea since Thor 2, we have no idea what's been taking place on Asgard. And Thor but, 2 was a while ago. But we're about to find out. We're about to find out. Thor Ragnarok. Well, yeah, this is in November, right? That's going to be competing with Justice League, so I'm, and I'm interested to see how they how they do together. But, uh, I think it's going to be really. really I'll be good. right back. With Thank you. Do you want Pico or salsa? Uh, no. No. Okay. We're at Denny's, by the way. So I'm the only one eating. I'm the fatty. And I'm sorry that my back is to you. This is the only way we can Lord, sit and have food. the camera capture us. Oh, I'm not hungry, but anyway. So, if you need help. Alright, so, from what I, so based on that, other than as a portal, no one's really used the space gem to its maximum abilities other than a glorified, you know, they don't know how. doorway. Yeah, because all it was was a power source for the Nazis yeah. slash Hydra, early Hydra. Which means it was probably, since it's mostly a doorway, it was probably a doorway to some plane or some area where energy flowed through rather than I like the source think, of energy I itself. like to think how it works there is it bends, it, it, it curves space. Like a wormhole. Like a wrinkle in time. Yeah. I would think it's not limited to that. I would think I'm not that, saying it's limited, I just said that's probably how the portals are working. No, I would think the portals would work regardless of physics. I mean, from our perspective, physically, yeah, you would have to do that to go from like yeah. point A to point B. I would think that it it, it goes beyond that and well, be like voids a... the necessity, voids the physics being needing needing to be adhered to in order to operate. Well, so. like a tesseract in physics is a fourth dimensional cube. So it's the rep it's a 3D representation of time as a spatial dimension. So, um, see interstellar. Right. 
in that they make the great uh, example of if you draw, you know, if you put a hole in a piece of paper, it's a two-dimensional circle. If you were to put a hole in three-dimensional space, it would be a three-dimensional sphere. So you go in one side of the hole, one sphere, and you'd pop out at the other end, wherever that may be. So a tesseract being a fourth dimensional cube is the same way. It's just this squared version rather than sphered version of a, of a portal through the spatial dimension, the fourth dimension, which is time. Right, but I'm thinking of it not needing to be limited to that. I'm thinking of it more like the Star Trek. Not um, well, it's what not. he just described is not limited. That's just the science of how it probably No, I'm saying it doesn't need to adhere to the science. I'm thinking of it more of the Star Trek transporter, where it just you cease to exist here, for lack of a better term, and your molecules are... What the buffalo? Do you want ranch or blue cheese? Take us out of ranch. Ranch? Are redistributed here. So are you still you, or are you merely a copy of you when you arrive at the other well, end of the because, Star Trek transporter? Because, because... Well, because it, it, if in theory it's from the the guy, well, he wasn't the creator of the universe. He was the last sole survivor of Wait, the previous are we, are universe. Wait, back to the, the gym now? No, that's this guy. He was the uh... Galactus was the last survivor of the previous universe. Okay, he wasn't from the previous universe. They were the leftover power from one of the earliest beings of creation in this universe. Okay, but because he was one of the earliest beings of creation in this universe, uh, when, for lack of a better term, the science and the physics that make this universe happen were still, I don't want to say being formed, but just happening, mm -hmm. that Before it would reality not, became yeah, real. became sealed. Uh, that it would be not bound by it. So it exists outside of our entire I would think that power does. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Because so it's a power from beyond. Yeah, because one of the things it says is it's not limited by physics or science. So I would think you're still you, not like a copy of you, but you're you just disappear here and wherever you can think of being, Without it's as simple as just thinking about it. Well, it's as simple as just thinking about it or picturing it, and you're not limited by like um, like walls. So if I'm like I want to, I think that's one of the things that Nightcrawler has to be wary of. He can do it without it, but it's dangerous. You know how his powers work, right? Well, he he, he has to know exactly in his mind where yeah, he's going he to. Yeah, he does. He doesn't but see it. He can right? do it without it. It's just. Well, because he could, and he said, I don't remember. He could appear in the wall. Yeah, he can, and, and, and then you know he's dead. Powers work? He actually goes, he actually can go into hell and back. Into hell? It's into hell. Because of who his father is. That's where his power comes from. Oh, I didn't know it was going into hell. I he just is. thought it was. It's like a version, it's like a dimensional version. He pops into it quickly and pops out of it. Well, if you think about it, because think about when, um, when uh, Vision, one of the easiest way he takes people out is he just makes his hand intangible, puts it through them, and then makes it tangible, and they just like, uh, uh like a hand just appeared, in, you know what I mean? So, but you're not limited by that. What happens to the rest of that matter? 
he gets displaced, I guess. I, I guess, know. yeah. Or is it fused with his atoms? Because, I mean, they're both empty space, basically. He's a Vision fanatic, so I don't know. Oh, I love Vision. He's awesome. Before I was a Batman fanatic, I was a Vision fanatic. He was my favorite superhero in the entire Marvel DC universe. He was <laughs> awesome. It's not. It's not. Alright, so. Yeah, so in my mind, it's like. Sorry, it's alright. Has no limitations. I But from a real world perspective, that's how a Tesseract would work if we yeah. could somehow develop one. Now it stands to reason that we would have to our experience of reality would have to be not bound by the fourth dimension. Because right now the fourth dimension is our upper limit because we experience time not as a spatial dimension but as well Visible. as time <laughs> as a we're locked in the third fourth well dimension. if you if you think about it and and what are the gems again because you memorize them each of those is is some form of that will you some, need to recite them yeah some form of, of space gem mind gem mind that's reality, reality gem power gem uh, Which is going to be interesting. Cause I wonder. Did I say? Did I say mind gem already? Yeah. Time gem. Time gem. And soul gem. And the soul gem. So two of those are limited to some level of. I say human, but since it's universal consciousness, like mm -hmm. mind and soul. But the other ones are more about space and and the fabric of the universe. So whoever this create this being was, who put all of those uh, his stuff into those gems, it's just the Powerful. power to transcend what holds the universe together. Um, time, space, reality, power. I mean, it's just... So... Does the Marvel Universe recognize, like, a supreme being? We yes. had this discussion. Yeah, we did. And who uh, is that? And I'm going to mix these up. Uh, in Marvel and DC... If you guys are interested in really cool like comic books, there's a guy, um, look, watch on YouTube, uh, Variant, their YouTube channel, Variant Comics, uh, can't remember the guy's name off the top of my head now, but he does a great job of going in detail about comics, with graphics, all kind of stuff, and he went through the most powerful being in DC, the most powerful being in Marvel, and, uh, and I forget which is which. I'm going to mix them up. But in one of them... Say them both. In one of them, it's the presence, which is basically the being that created all of the universes. And another one, it's called the one above all, which what is I the same thing. Aren't they both meant to be like allegory no, for they're the both writers? Not. For the writers? No. Are they, they meant to be an allegory for God? One is like the most supreme... Because well, they both like, have God-like beings in them who right. create their own universes. Uh, but in one of them, one of them, it's in theory, people perceive it to be an allegory for the writers who determine the lives and what's going to happen. Uh, but they're both meant to be the supreme, 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 supreme God above all gods. But they don't do it. They don't interact. And one of them, one of them does. So, I can't remember which way. Between, say, Thor or Odin, who is like, I mean, they're... What would you consider them? Like demigod level power? No. 
Oh, Thor, yeah. Thor is demigod level. Odin, Odin is god level, a, a god. Guy. But like a Greek god. Or yeah. Like In comparison guy. to these guys, he doesn't even rate. Okay. He's so not on the scale. Between the one of a ball and the presence. And, uh, and, and like, say, Odin, yeah. who would be god level, but just barely. Where would rank the person who invented the soul, or the uh, infinity stones? Probably just below one above all. Okay, but it was a separate entity than the creator of the whole Yeah, it was cosmos. a separate entity. Okay. Yeah. But he created enough things. I mean, so, if, <clears throat> for instance, when Thanos gets possession of the gauntlet, is he as powerful as the ultimate <laughs> divine being? Yeah. The one above all? Well, in, in theory, way. he should be, but probably not as powerful as um, the one the one above all. I'm just going to move this. I don't have to keep my back to these guys. And just move it that way. So, uh, probably not as powerful as that one. Thank you. But there are, let's say, that one is a 10. Either the presence or the one above all is a 10. And... Thanks. Um, there's a couple of other Supreme Supremes who are like 9s, 9.1s, 9.2. Okay. Um, Where would the Celestials fall on that scale? A Celestial is probably... Six or sevens. Uh, I was going to say eight. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but the guy who created this would probably be somewhere in that... Somewhere 8.5 to 9.5. He's okay. up there. And so in theory, whoever then possesses the gems, which are the entirety of his essence, right? You said that before? Yeah. So they would be about as powerful as him. So Slightly well, less powerful. They are, but they just can't use it as effectively, I would think. Well, I, I think that since he was around at the creation of the universe, um, that's why he was had all this power, and he basically just took his power, again, out of loneliness, because he was... Loneliness, I guess, because he was only one... Of only sentient being, or? or the only being with that much power, not one else to relate to. They don't really go into detail, hmm. but I would think that because he was so early on in the thing that he had all that power, it and really he just really took it me of the beyond neutrino her. god particle theory, which I really like. What's that? Uh, I forget it off the top of my head, but. I mean, I remember the theory. I just forget its actual name. It's so, called the neutrino theory. I don't remember. I just, and I honestly can't remember the source of where I got it. But I'll, I'll just spout it out. So, the reason that I think it became called the God Particle is because it could be anywhere, any place, any time. So, one of the interesting theories is, um, you know, we always call God as like a singular being. But one of the cool ideas that is God was lonely just like that and decided to be everywhere at once and that's supposedly what the God particle is. So when he, and he wanted to experience everything because he couldn't experience anything. Because there was nothing. So the Big Bang happens. That's actually what it was. It was all the neutrinos going boom. And when you pass away, your neutrinos return to the source and explain what you experienced. Okay, so it's sort of a metaphysical no. versus uh, quantum mechanical. Yes. Gotcha. That sounds more like the whole pan pantheism 
type thing, but that's a whole other. I don't know enough about that. Really. That's a whole other conversation uh, for that. Pantheism being everything is everything, alive, everything is, is alive and connected, and we're basically we're all one, mm -hmm. but we're just different parts of it. So we're alive, but like we're all, all one and connected. Um, yeah. All eyes of the divine onto itself. I like the <laughs> It's a beautiful idea. All right. So, any 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 final closing thoughts on uh, the space jump? Well, I know a lot about space. The final frontier. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But not a lot about the Space Jam as it pertains to comics or the, I mean, the movies pretty much covered everything that happened. What's interesting to me is it's Odin changed the shape of the Space Jam to the Tesseract. It actually says that he changed it. So Odin has the power to change it. Well, Odin is pretty powerful. He just sleeps too much. <laughs> yeah, I don't get the whole Odin sleep thing. I don't understand. Is that part of the comics, or is that made up? No, it's in the comics. Oh, it's in the comics, comics, but I think it's part of the mythology that precedes the comics about yeah. the whole, like... Odin never sleeps unless he's hit with, like, severe strife, and then he sleeps for, like, millennia. Hmm. Yeah. And right now, at one point, in theory, come, um, Loki is... Still portraying Odin? Supposedly. That's the, oh, last, yeah, that was the last thing that happened, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. So I, I don't know what's going on. I personally think that's what, what's going to start off Ragnarok. He screws up. Uh -huh. <clears throat> Makes a deal with somebody you shouldn't or something? Yeah. I, I could do it. Well, as long as... As long as... <laughs> as long as it lands and where is it? Omaha? <laughs> Asgard falls to Earth. Touch that really in the as long as Asgard, uh, because in the in the comic book series, Odin, I don't remember. I didn't read the whole comic book arc. So, but Asgard falls to Earth, comes to Midgard, falls to Earth, and I think it's in Omaha, somewhere in, in the middle of somewhere in the you know middle America area. Northern Middle America. I forget where it's one of those places that I was like, really? Makes sense. Yeah. That's it. Um, Denny's Buffalo Chicken Strips are bomb. Just saying. Maybe they'll sponsor us. <laughs> if we get to enough views. Yeah, if we get to enough views. If you guys share some comments and share, send them out on iTunes. We want to hear from you guys what you like, what you don't like. This is our first time with video. It's a little weird because this won't allow a to see us all, so we've got the camera in a weird position. I apologize for that. And I'll see how it looks, and we may not post this video, we may just keep it audio. If it looks weird, because I'm kind of at a weird angle, I feel like I talk with my back to people, but that's great. Other than that, uh, yeah. We're done.